This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. short tab with God when it comes to those things. Right then, right on the go. Keep it current. It also means being before the mind. Are we mindful of the presence of God as we go about our day-to-day life? Are there times in your day when you just in a moment, even if you're at work or what you're doing, I'm not saying that, you know, you're preaching every moment, you're doing your job, you're, you're doing your work, and that's right and true. But are there times when there's just a mindfulness that will come there, that, you know, of that relationship with God, that God is abiding with you and you're abiding with him. There's a mindfulness of that. There's just a, uh, different times and moments when, you know, you're busy, but you just suddenly, there's the, that, that sweet presence and peace and communion that God is there. Amen. It is a being before the mind. It means being with one in a specified place. Jesus said the vine and the branch, what they are united, they're joined together. There's a mindfulness about that that we need to have, that we are, our being is right there with God. He's with us. He's in us. And then it also means to continue, to keep on in some course or action. In Colossians, it says this, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so continue in Him, being rooted And being grounded in that faith-love relationship. Amen? It's about a relationship. I'm going to remind myself, you know what? That That God is living in me and that I belong to Him. I'm part of the family. And when I do that, there's an inner strength that begins to rise up in me. There's a joy. There's a peace. Jesus said it this way. He said... Out of this relationship will flow rivers, streams of living water. Those streams are for you and those streams are for others. Amen. Psalm 1 says this. He said that the righteous, the people who are righteous, the righteous men, he dwells, he meditates in the presence in God's word. And he's like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. Abiding, Jesus said, if you abide in me, he said that you're going to bring forth fruit. Well, part of that fruit is what? We know it's this, love. Isn't that part of the fruit? Joy. God doesn't want his people depressed. He wants you to have joy. Amen? Joy, that means what? That there's, a, there's, a, there's an inner flow that no matter, even when things are not going well, I can have a spring in my step. I can have a hope about my future. That this has come to pass. And there's something can just come bubbling up inside of me. It's joy. And you can even smile, even in the face of difficulty. This is the fruit he's talking about. But then he goes on here to say, notice... As we continue reading in verse 5, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain, abide in me, and I knew you will bear much fruit apart from me, you can do nothing. You know, we believe this at Passion Church, that every one of us have a purpose and a place in Christ's body. Amen? It's not, it's not about me. So, man, you know, 
Uh, Pastor Norris, man, I, I know, boy, boy everything's going to be great, uh, you know, because of Pastor Norris. Listen, don't put your hope in me. Man, you're aiming way too low. We, we, our hope is in the Lord. He's ahead of this church. Are you listening to me? I'm way on down in the order. But listen, we all have a part. I'm endeavoring to do my part. But the only way that I can be fruitful in my part is if I do what Jesus said, abide. But here's the thing. For each one of you, you have a place and a part in Christ's body too. And the only way that that's going to be fruitful, you're going to be fruitful in what God's called you to do is if we abide. So there's the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, and so forth. But also, there's fruit that we are to produce when we, what? Take our place in serving connected to the vine. Are you listening? Because he said, apart from me, you can do nothing. See, God, it's not just about you being talented. It's about you being connected. You're connected to the vine. And you're connected to the body. And you're taking your place. And the flow from the vine, which is Christ Jesus, is flowing through you to me and from me to you and from us to one another and from us out to our community. Fruit. He said... If you remain in me, you're like, he said, if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away, that withers, and so forth. He said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, verse 7, he said, you'll ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is the third area of fruit, and that is what? Your prayer life. He said, if you are abiding in me and I am dwelling in you, he said, you will ask in that prayer. Ask what you will and what? It will be done. We need in our community effective prayers of God's people going forth. Can I get a holy grunt about that? In our nation, we need the effective prayers of God's people to go forth, don't we? And he said here, he said, if you are abiding, if that fellowship that, that's going on between you and I and the Father, he said, one of the areas where fruit's going to be, he said, when you pray, he said, you're going to get answers. I love answered prayer, don't you? I don't pray just to feel good. Now, prayer will help you feel good. Sure it will. Because there's a release if you truly give things to God in prayer. If you truly make your request known and cast your care on God, there is a release. But beyond release, you know what? I want not only release, I want relief. <laughs> we want relief for the problem for our nation. Amen? So we're going to fellowship with God. In First John, turn over there real quickly, if you will. There's so much more we could say there, but we're going to... This series, we're going to be doing it all this month. So we'll, 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 we'll talk about, we'll revisit that again. But in 1 John, verse 3, John is writing. He said, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. Listen, Passion Church, that's good advice. You know, how do we, how do we as believers, how, how do we... Uh, be that salt and that light that Jesus talked about. Well, I think if we just do what, what John said, he said, what we've seen and heard. You know what? He was saying here, 
what we've seen and heard, he said, we proclaim or we declare to you. Why? So that what? You may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Notice what John didn't say. Now, I've got an apostolic theology here, and I want to tell you about some deep things. You know what he said? He said, what we have seen and what we have heard. He said, that's what we're sharing with you. You know what? The same thing goes for you and I. What we have seen of the Father. What we have experienced for ourselves, His love, His grace, His answers to prayer, His blessing, His goodness. He said, what we've experienced, He said, said, just go go share that. That's all you got to do. You don't have to be able to quote all the verses. You don't have to be able to find all all this uh, in the Bible. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that. But you know, just tell them what you've seen and heard. What did he say in Jeremiah? He said, just boast in the Lord. Let me tell you what he's done for me. You know, people can argue with your theology and with your opinion. But it's hard to argue with the testimony. Amen. Like the guy said, once I was blind, now I can see. How are you going to argue with that? So he said, our fellowship. Now, the core meaning of this word fellowship, it means communion. Personal. Communion is what? Very personal. When we talk about communion, we're talking about heart-to-heart, spirit-to-spirit communion with God. It's very personal. It's God word. That's when I get, man, you know, I enjoy getting together here and and we need this corporate worship and coming together as the body of Christ. That's very, very important. But there's those times when I just just get into my prayer closet, as it were, whatever that is. Your prayer closet might be your automobile on your commute in the morning. Uh, or it might be a closet. You know, I, I've got a, a, a little, little study at home, you know, uh, extra bedroom. I've kind of turned into a study there. And I love to get in there and just, just get away and shut the door with God. And man, just, I just commune with God. I just love on God and let Him love on me. And, you know, I, 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 might, you know, I might read a scripture too and just think about that and let God talk to me about it, minister to me from it. But just, you know, I, I pray, I worship, I, I might put on some worship music, you know, and just worship God. But it's, it's very personal, and it strengthens me, and it builds that relationship. So first of all, that fellowship is communion. If you want to grow in your fellowship, listen, remember I said it takes time, it takes effort. You've got to do it on purpose. You need, if you're too busy for that, then you're too busy, you know. One of the things we talked about last month in dealing with our personal finances, we talked about budgeting. Well, budgeting, you know, you can not only budget your finances, you can budget your time, and you better. Because things have a way of coming in and stealing your time, don't they? They do. Just all kind of things, you know. Uh, you ever notice, you, you get ready, man, I'm going to spend some time with God, and all of a sudden, you know, you, you know, these thoughts start coming at you, man, you need to go out there and weed the flower bed. Well, you know, man, that, that's got to be the devil. <laughs> 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 
that, that honey-do list, you know, starts coming. All th- things want to crowd in for your time. But, you know, we say, you know, this time is God's. This time is yours, Father. And I'm going to build that relationship. It's about communion. It also means, get this, fellowship means participation. This has to do, see, communion is, is inward and Godward, but participation is part of fellowship, and that means it's suff- this serving and outward. Look in Philippians real quick, Philippians chapter 2. See, a lot of times, you know, again, I love, I mean, you know, I'm just being honest. I love those times. Man, if it was just me, if I was setting the agenda, I mean, that's what we would do. We would just, man, we'd just come apart with Jesus. And man, we'd, I would just, I love being in his presence. Don't you? I mean, I, that, boy, let's just do that. You know, kind of like, remember when Peter, James, and John were up on the Mount of Transfiguration? You know, and, and Jesus started having, you know, communion with dead people. Well, I mean, you know, Moses and Elijah have been dead for a while. <laughs> Amen. You think you think you think our service is strange. But they were up there. You remember the glory cloud? Don't worry, I'm not talking about we're gonna do that. But I'm just talking about they were up there, the glory cloud. You remember all that was going on? And they said, Lord, this is good. Let's just stay here. But Jesus said, No, we need to go down. Because fellowship is not only about those precious sacred moments and times when we're in the presence of God and we just we feel just like they did let's just stay here Lord let's just whoo this is just wonderful this is just rich this is just good but he said it's also about participation fellowship with God is also about serving they went down the mountain because there was a man down there who had a son who was oppressed by the devil boy this is good pastor Listen to this, Philippians 2. He said, verse 5, he said, in your relationships, what's he talking about here? Relationships, fellowship with one another. Have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. Wow. Taking the very nature of a servant. What kind of nature did he take on himself? The nature of a servant. He came to serve. Part of fellowship. Part of communion. Part of getting a grip on that relationship and fellowship with God. It's not only about those wonderful, precious, needful, sacred times with him alone in the prayer closet. But it's also going down the mountain and finding those who are hurting and broken, who haven't heard and don't know, and reaching out and making yourself a servant. Because see, Jesus served. And when I serve, there's a participation with him. And I understand something about Jesus that I don't get in the prayer closet. As wonderful, as needful, as the prayer closet is, I only see a part of that fellowship and relationship with God there. But when I get down and I begin to get my hands dirty and I begin to see the hurting and I begin to walk among those who are needy, I see a Jesus, a side of Jesus I don't see in the prayer closet. And Passion Church, that's a side the church needs to see more of. 
partnership. I'm talking, these are all connotations of that word we read fellowship. Our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. <laughs> these are all connotations. It's a partnership. Didn't Paul write to the Corinthians and he said, We are laborers together with God? You know, when you get your you get out in the 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 stuff of the world, I'm talking about where the people are, where people are hurting and broken, where, where people don't know Jesus, and you're out there, and you get your hands dirty, and you'll get your feet dirty, and, and you'll, you'll, listen, you'll, you'll get rejected by people, even though you're trying to do them good. Are you listening? Now, see, we don't like to talk about that, do we? We want to talk about the blessing. We won't talk about that special time in the prayer closet. We won't talk about that time when we come together and, you know, and we're in this beautiful place and the music's wonderful and the air conditioner's on and everything's good. But listen, we've got to go beyond that, Passion Church. Amen. It's got to be a participation. We're co-laboring together. There's something about that. You know, uh, I call it, you know, in, in the, in the, uh, if you're in uh, the military, especially Army, Marines, anything, they, they have something, they call it band of brothers. They, they talk about being there, you know, uh, in warfare, in combat, together. There's a bond that is created there. That, unless you've been there, you, you don't understand that. There's something about, you're, whether you're, you're, you're in the foxhole or, 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 or in a plane or on a ship or wherever you're serving and you're there and you're in a firefight, I mean, there's something about that when you come out of that. I mean, man, there's a connection there. And listen, when we are in the foxhole with Jesus, when we're out there, we're, we're, we're you know, the, the arrows of the enemy, and, the, and the, the rejection of people who misunderstand, who don't receive you or your message. There's a relationship, there's a bond that is created with Jesus that people that's just, you know, up on, in their ivory tower all the time have, don't have a clue about. Are you listening? This is what John is talking about. He said, all of this is what is fellowship with the Father. This is why, you know, we talk about, you know, that we serve, serving one another, serving people. Listen, people are not perfect. Is that a revelation? <laughs> just, just in case, you, you know, people are not perfect. Even God's people are not perfect. Are you listening? Even your pastor's not perfect. Surely that's not a revelation. What did you say amen for? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, but here's the thing. When we serve people who are not perfect, you know what? Sometimes we're going to be rejected. Sometimes we're going to be misunderstood. Sometimes we're going to be taken advantage of. Come on. Paul said this. You're right there in Philippians. Turn over to chapter 3 here real quickly. He says in verse 7, he said, whatever were gains for me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. See, that relationship, Paul was passionate about it. For whose sake I have lost all things, and I consider them garbage, that I may, may gain Christ and be found in him, having a righteousness uh, 
not, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Wow. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection. Everybody said? And. And participation. Or some translation says fellowship. Fellowship, participation in his sufferings. Don't get as many amens on that one. Listen, if you want to grow, you know, I'll go back to the military example again. You know, when, when you're, you're, you know, when you're first inducted into the military and you take that oath and they send you to boot camp, you're, you're called a soldier, just like this guy that may have actually served in Iraq or Afghanistan or somebody and been on the front lines. But the difference is they're a veteran experienced veteran. Isn't that right? They have an understanding about what it means to serve that that raw recruit hadn't quite understood yet. And see, there's something about our fellowship with the Father that goes deeper. It's wonderful to come and to worship God. Don't miss, I, I do it often personally. I love to do it with you corporately. It's important. It's vital. Don't misunderstand me. But there's something about getting down in the foxhole, as it were, getting out there with Jesus and touching lives and changing lives and seeing people. And sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes we get rejected. But there's, there's a connection that goes so much deeper. A participation, a suffering with Jesus. We're to be a band of brothers and sisters together. Paul said, I not only want to know him in the power of his resurrection. He said, I want to participate in his sufferings with him as we serve. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, uh, cancer and sickness and all, all those things. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about as we serve. Listen, I've served a lot of times when I didn't feel like it. Now, I know you guys are all holy, so you felt like it every time you did it, right? I've prayed a whole lot of times when I didn't feel like it. I'm just trying to be real here. Man, I've gotten a phone call, you know, at times when you just, you don't, I don't want to go do this, I don't want to, you know, because it, it, it requires my time, it requires my effort, it requires something of me to serve. And the natural part of me, my flesh, it doesn't want to do that sometimes. <laughs> Y'all looking so holy at me. <laughs> See, that's a part of suffering. I have to crucify the flesh. See, we say, you know, you know the world says, if it, you know, if it feels good, do it. Come on, that's the philosophy, you know, especially... My generation, when we were growing up, in the hippie culture and all that, you know. It was, but, you know, here's the thing. Sometimes it don't feel good, and you need to do it. And sometimes it feels good, and you don't need to do it. <laughs> A little pastoral counseling there. All right, finally, knowing him. Let me just share real quickly. I've got to close here about the process. 
Because any relationship, it's about a process. You know, have you ever had this happen to you where you, 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 you know, you just met somebody, maybe, maybe uh, you know, at work you started a new job or somebody was a new hire or, or somewhere, uh, you know, socially you kind of met somebody and instantly they tried to be your best friend? Have you ever had, that's very uncomfortable, isn't it? It is. I mean, they're all up in your space and, you know, and I mean, you know, and I mean, they're, I'm sure you're a very nice person, but maybe you're different from me, but that, that, that could be a little awkward. Isn't that true? I, we, we, you know, for that level of relationship, we need some time here, don't we? And that's same thing's true with God. It, the first part of this process, as dull as it may sound, is just time. It takes time. You want a relationship, an intimate, deep relationship with God? Listen, you become a child of God in a moment in time when you put your trust and your faith in Jesus as Savior. But to build a relationship following that, it takes time. Time with the Father. Regular, consistent time. Even Jesus went out. If you read about it, it says, a great while before daylight, Jesus went apart to pray and to spend time with the Father. Well, if Jesus needed it, guess what you and I probably need? Time. A place. I encourage you to be, uh, you know, consistent with it. You need a place. Whether it's in a prayer closet or in a room or in your bedroom or, or in your car on a commute, if you've got a, a long commute in the morning or something, or you know, but somewhere you need a place where this is it. This is our place. Man, I'm going to, this is me and you, Father, me and you, Jesus, me and you, Holy Spirit. We, man, we, we're going to, you say, boy, that sounds like a crowd, but listen, <laughs> we get all in this space. And we, we, we spend time with them. We spend time in a place. And then, as I mentioned, frequency, daily. Daily. It needs to be daily. Amen? You wouldn't eat one meal every week, would you? Man, by the time you got the, the, the time for that meal, boy, you might be too weak to eat. But sometimes we do that with our relationship with the Father. Isn't that right? You see, husband and wife sometimes in relationships, they stop communicating. They stop talking and spending time together. And you know what? Even though you love one another, even though you committed to one another, your relationship is not where it was. Same thing with the Father. Same way with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We have to frequency. And then lastly, as I said, serving. Part of fellowship and communion with God is serving. That means that that, that requires me to deny myself for the benefit of someone else. Yeah. You know, a whole lot of serving takes place in the home. Before you try to become a martyr out there, maybe you should try practicing serving at home on your spouse, on your children, on those, on your neighbors. Amen? Before you go to preach to millions, serve. Serve. Because Jesus went out a great while before day and He spent time with the Father. But then when he came away from that, 
What was the rest of his day involved doing? Serving. Isn't that right? He taught. He preached. He healed the sick. He lifted the burdens. He forgave sins. He went about his whole day, what? Serving. Amen. And I promise you, as you develop that relationship with God, that intimate relationship, when you come out of that personal, intimate, Godward time, and you go out about your daily life, I promise you, if you make yourself available, God will use you to serve others. And that is real, genuine Christianity. Amen. Let me give you some action points, then I'm going to pray. A question I pose to you, what's the state of my fellowship with God? This is something for you to ask yourself personally. You know, and we need to evaluate that at times. You know, we talked about, you know, uh, the comment cards that we make available here, you know, so you can, you, we can be evaluated. We want to be evaluated. Sometimes we need to evaluate our relationship with God, don't we? Absolutely. Are there part, are parts of my fellowship with God that are missing? You know, maybe, maybe you're, you've, you, you've got the prayer closet down pat. I mean, you're, you spend time with God. You're, you spend time with the Word and, and fellowship and praying and worshiping God. And you've really got that down. But, but maybe the serving part is not where it needs to be. Or maybe you're one of those that really like to serve people and help people and you make yourself available. But you know what? You can run out of fuel. And you, you might need to, to you know, come back over here and, and balance it out by having that time, that intimate fellowship with time and in the Word. Amen? And then finally, if you need to, what should I do to restart my fellowship with God? I want to pray for you after I've asked that last question. If you would bow your heads just for a moment. If you're here, and that last question in particular... What do I do to restart my fellowship with God? Well, the starting place is to enter into a relationship with Him through what the Bible calls the new birth or being born from heaven. What does that mean? That means that I put my faith and my trust in Jesus, the Son of God. That He came he went to a place called Calvary and there on an old rugged cross he laid down his life the, the nails pierced his hands and his feet the spear in his side the crown of thorns on his head and the Bible said that there he bore all of our sins all of our judgment it fell upon him and whoever would believe on Him and call on Him and trust in Him would come into a brand new relationship with God. That's the starting place. Or maybe you're here this morning and you've done that, but you know that your fellowship with God's not where it sh should be. It's, it's grown cold. It's, 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 not, it's not at the place where it used to be. Maybe you just, you know, you just got busy, life comes in, things happen. There's no condemnation there. But now is an opportune moment for you to get back into that relationship with God. You just simply come back and say, Father, forgive me. I've let uh, things 
crowd out our time together or or maybe you've been hurt in life and you've got a wound there and you just need to give that to God but I'm just coming back to you Father while heads are bowed if either one of those things apply to you I want to pray for you would you just put your hand up I'll know I'm praying for you I'm not going to ask you to say anything or do anything but I just want to know that I'm praying for you would you put your hand up either you want to come into a right relationship with God or you need that fellowship with God restored I see your hand thank you anyone else thank you thank you thank you hallelujah father you see the hands that are going up and right now father where they're seated in their heart of hearts they're calling on you Jesus they're calling on you believing and trusting in you father to enter in to that relationship that we call the new birth by putting their faith and trust in Jesus father others are coming back into fellowship they're they're acknowledging that life has come in and crowded out their time with you but they're they're confessing that and they're coming back I thank you Lord for all of these you're faithful just to forgive and to receive us back and to right fellowship with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for those who've prayed today. Thank you for touching their lives by your grace and by your spirit. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Well, those of you that raised your hand and prayed, I want you to know that God heard your prayer. And I would encourage you, if, if you got a, a minute or two, uh, before, right after we're dismissed here in just a couple of minutes, if you could just hang around a moment and come up here to the front, I'd really like to just uh, see you and just like to encourage you. I won't keep you, I promise you, but just a minute or two, but I really want to encourage you. It's so important. And all this month, We're going to be talking about getting a grip on our fellowship with God. We're going to be expanding on this and unpacking this more. But we want to lay this as a foundation this morning. Just real quickly, I just want to remind you in uh, this month. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.